Alpha, you know what I need. Aliens. Battleborn. Well, that's not what I was thinking, Alpha. Aliens. Battleborn. Well, I guess that's all we have. Sure. Aliens. Battleborgs, the podcast that's about aliens and sometimes also Battleborgs. Um, that's all I got for the intro. Uh, I mean, it's about as good as I used to do. It's fine. Yeah, no, I, I really didn't want to just make this a ripoff of your intro, and I'm kind of sliding back into that, and I don't like it. <laughs> um, so, hi, I'm Lexi, as always, um, and joining us is, as you heard, Zach. Hello. Uh, we've got Mike. Yo. And we've got a guest. Uh, I believe she's been on in the TWA era. Uh, welcome, Cassandra. Hi. So, uh, Cassie, you haven't been on at all for this show. Yeah. Have you been listening? I have been. All right. So you used to know what... I was going to say what the format is, but I would be lying if I said I had a format. I've been on every episode of this so far. I don't know what the format is. It's a fun surprise. <laughs> There's always something with the three core aspects of this show, Mighty Morphin, <laughs> Alien, and Rangers. Yes, but, yes. and <laughs> the three core aspects. Yes. <laughs> those are those are the those are those are all three of the aspects. Um Sometimes I do news, but I actually looked, and wouldn't you know it? There was no news this week. Absolutely nothing happened in the past week. <laughs> that's how nothing it's to talk lately, about. Weirdly, yeah. Um, it's probably for the best. We could we could really use a break from events. It's 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 such a coincidence that like you you really wanted to stop doing a news segment, and magically all the news in the world stopped happening. <laughs> I mean, it's the only way we could stop. I've been very clear that this this format is is important. Uh-huh. Really, you should have canceled the news segment earlier. <laughs> no no i i can't i can't cancel the news segment news has to cancel itself i mean they say no news is good news right am i right yeah exactly yeah exactly that phrase was specifically invented for podcast intros right yes. <laughs> yeah they invented it in 1960 they said this will be useful for a podcast i don't know what that is but i know it will be Zach, <laughs> do you know for sure that phrase was invented in 1960 I know. I just said a date that sounded a long time ago. It's fine. Zach, it really wasn't that long ago compared to like the invention of English. 
Well, okay, that's kind of a weirdly sliding scale, but yes, I will give you that one, sure. <laughs> well, it's an English phrase, so, like, news has existed for just about as long as we've been able to communicate with one another. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and as we all know, every phrase in English was there at its conception. Yeah, that's uh, how it worked. Right, Everyone... Yeah, when William Shakespeare invented it back in, like, the 1400s. <laughs> when, when, uh... <laughs> That's how when language Philip works, Jacob Michael. English uh, conceived of the language and and worked it all out. But yeah, they sat down in a council, all the English creators, the drafters of the English Constitution, and they came. They went over all the idioms and they created them all right then. That's why we don't. That's yeah. why we have so many idiom, idioms about like horses and not cell phones. Yeah, they put the right ingredients in a cauldron, cast a witch's spell, and a dictionary <laughs> popped out, and we had English. <laughs> Honestly, that would make more sense than how we got it. So Yeah, I mean, yeah, to be fair, if if English was invented out of some arcane like spellcraft, that would explain how batshit it is of a language. Well, that's like, you know, what's that language that they created to be easy to learn and Esperanto? Esperanto? Yeah, and it's like there's been this, a few. Esperanto is the one people know the best. Esperanto is like supposed to be scientifically a good lang- like easy language that makes sense with rules that are perfectly like followed, and, but that nobody gives a shit because <laughs> it's just not how we do things. <laughs> well, so the problem the problem is the there's like an inertial cost to language where. If people are already using a language, the amount of effort it would take to get them to switch to a new one is so much higher than just continuing to pe- teach people the language that's already being used. Yeah, totally. That's I mean, that's that's why English is so commonly the language of commerce and whatnot, because there's just so many, let's face it, mostly Americans who are so doggedly determined to not learn anything new that everyone else just has to learn stuff to keep up with them but also the other reason is that england colonized everywhere so there's right yeah well yeah that's 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 it too but you'd if it weren't for i guess our unwillingness to adapt i feel like you'd see a lot more japanese a lot more that you're not uh, wrong like Hispanic languages. I mean, we've like, kept fucking standard, uh, standard, what's it called? What's our dumb measurement sister? Is it just called standard measurement? I don't know, American? Imperial? Uh, imperial, oh, yeah. yeah. We've kept imperial. Yeah, it says right on the tin why it's there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, in lieu of news this week, I figured I would uh, grill our guest on the four categories. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I explicitly did not prepare her ahead of time. Oh, good. Cassie, has anything mighty happened in your life recently? Oh, jeez. Yeah, I'm just wholesale stealing oh. the bits from Zach now. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, nothing. All right, cool. Um, how about Morphin? Any any Morphin happening? The thing is uh, that the part of the thing about this game is Lexi wants you to say no to all of these. So to <laughs> defeat her, you have to come up with something for at least one of. <laughs> Okay, well, Zach, been... <laughs> I appreciate the optimism you have in assuming I can be defeated. <laughs> That's true. She's too powerful. <laughs> if, if the past four episodes of this podcast haven't defeated me, nothing possibly can. <laughs> uh, I've been playing a lot of Persona 5, and they kind of morph. Yeah, they totally... Yeah, yeah, they, 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 I'd buy that. I've been, I've been playing a little of that, and I would agree. The, they definitely, the bad guys morph, 
Because they're all like, you know, they turn more monstrous or whatever. That or, that counts. When do you go into palaces, you, you get on those cool clothes. It's like That's morphing. true. That is basically morphing, I guess. It's just they can only do it at certain places. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's always rules to morphing. Mm-hmm. It's like the rangers can only morph in the morphing grid. <laughs> right, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> wow, it's almost like Persona 5 was completely ripped off from this show's uh, interpretation of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Yeah, that's what happened. Definitely, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I see no evidence to counter contradict that theory. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, how about any alien activity in your life? I have Cassie? not seen any aliens recently. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, I'm gonna have to ask. How do you know? Well, I mean, that's a very good question. I guess <laughs> I wouldn't know. <laughs> Uh, You're no, right. No, I Al- would not know if they were no, in the sighting of humans. Have has anybody in this call ever seen a UFO or something that they thought was a UFO? I mean, I've seen flying objects. I was not equipped to identify. Yes. Okay, that's fair. I was like just the, curious. The literal, the literal definition. Like, I don't think any of them were actually like alien technology, or they. I mean, I don't think they were even like classified military shit. I just think I saw a blinking light and didn't have a. Any tools to investigate it further. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, I'm gonna break in. It's another fucking story. Uh, uh, break, break, break in. Story. <laughs> okay, story. There's, um, near, in the Blue Ridge Mountains, there's, uh, these things called... The oh, I see. Zach didn't actually want everyone to answer. He was just trying to segue into a story. No, I did want everybody... Does anybody else have one? I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. No. <laughs> Fuck you, Lexi. <laughs> So, yeah, like, guys, you're supposed to help me shame Zach. In uh, in the Blue Ridge Mountains, there's these things called the brown lights or the brown mountain lights that are some And when you kind... look at them, you poop involuntarily? Yeah, yeah I know. The... <laughs> yeah, whenever you see them, you just shit your pants. No, they're near me, uh, near where I went to school, and they just are these weird brown lights that are, are like reddish or red-brown. Uh, that I've seen them, and it's one of those things where where people are basically just like, yeah, we don't know. <laughs> Which I I'm still fascinated when there are, are natural phenomena where you ask a scientist and they go like, oh yeah, we know about those. Okay, well, could you explain it to me? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. See, the most important thing they don't t- tell you this until you become an official scientist, but the most important <laughs> aspect of science. Is lording information over other people? Yeah, you gotta sure, hoard got it, it, keep it to yourself, and only let people know enough to make them realize how much more you know than they do. Right, a science dragon. Yeah, sci- science yeah, I mean, dragon. Yeah, scientists and dragons are basically the same thing. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, Cassie, any ranging going on in your life? Uh, I guess this was a while ago, but Emily and I were walking home one night and we saw a bear. Ooh, that's pretty cool. He oh. was just walking down the street. He's just chilling, you know. Yeah, I mean, bears gotta walk. Yeah, they gotta go places. That seems slightly ranger related. A lot weird if it was driving down the street. I mean, yeah, that might be more scary. <laughs> would it be? Yeah, bears, would it be bears that have proven or? their ability to work complex machines are a very terrifying concept. Yeah, let's be honest. If bears figure out how to make cars go, like we're done. That's it for humanity. <laughs> 
Would you be scared or would you be like weirdly delighted if you saw a bear driving? I mean, I would be weirdly delighted if I saw a bear, even if it was clearly coming to rip my face off. I have (laughs) animals don't trigger the proper response in me that they should for a mostly defenseless creature. You just want to hug them. I just want to be their friends. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. I've seen Grizzly Man. <laughs> but I I have, uh, I've definitely vi- been visiting um, a friend of mine in Northern Virginia, and they had a bear come up on their porch. And my reaction was not, oh, God, there's a bear through this, like, small sheet of glass. It was, eee, bear. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you get a lot of opportunities to, you know, just see bears in your day-to-day life, I would assume. No, not down here. We don't have bears. We have ga- gators, like, everywhere. That's cool, I guess. Yeah, uh, is it? <laughs> They're basically dinosaurs, and... Oh, uh, we have... One time okay, I was... Destroy if, you. if you're trying to describe something as not cool, you can't say they're basically dinosaurs, Lexi. You can't. <laughs> dinosaurs are very no, cool. No, I... Yeah, I know, but they will also kill you very quickly. My wife points out there are actually, like, little b- black bears that live in some of the swamps, but they're, they're little, and they're not... Like the, Do you just call it Lil? Lil. Lil black bears. Comparatively, they're still bears. I mean, yes. Black, like, in the hierarchy of bear sizes, still, black bears are smaller. That's three true. Three quarters of a ton of bear. This is fair. But yeah, I was late to work once because uh, there was a 12-foot gator that was just across the road I needed to use, and it didn't <laughs> want to go anywhere. So. Yeah, there's not a lot you can do in that situation. <laughs> it's just like, well... I mean, he's got right of way on account of Gator. <laughs> so, oh, shit. So the the bear sighting went well. Cassie? Yeah, it went great. They look real right, cuddly. Cool. Cassie, I'm sorry yeah. I stole your thunder. I, I'm no, very glad to hear fine. about your uh, your your bear sighting. That's always fun. You yeah, didn't you didn't like great. meet it? You didn't become its friend and like. No. Tried it and tried to like take it home, but then realized it really belonged in the woods, and then had to have a really like tearful parting where you told it you didn't love it, but you were really lying just to try and get it to leave. You know, it was at night. It was dark. That's kind of the scariest time to approach a wild animal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong. Oh shit! This is a good podcast. Do you guys want to talk about this fucking episode? I like. I like how we've. Created a recurring just let's talk about animals segment on this podcast. You with, say we, but I feel like there's one person. I mean, who's been you mostly primarily responsible. It. Did I tell my goose story on this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I seem to remember that. Okay, there's like fifty geese all at once, and that's too many. That's basically the story. Oh, shit, I w- I lied. There is news. It doesn't fit any of the segments, but fuck it. Is it about geese? Um, the other day there was a. There was a town that had like a oh, gang yeah. of like a hundred goats just going from house to house eating shit in people's yards. And then nobody, nobody knew where they came from, <laughs> but they were just kind of wandering around destroying shit. It's great. Yeah, honestly, the uh, the the goats running rampant was uh, the greatest thing that's ever happened. Yeah, so. like just rampant goat swarm out of nowhere is very good. I will agree to this. Uh, did, uh, should we did, talk would, about this show? I don't know. Did you wait? Hold on. Did you do Ranger? I don't think you asked Cassie. Yeah, that's what led to yeah, that. That's where the, that bear, the bear thing came from. Oh, yeah, you're right. Bears I'm, are ranger I'm sorry. Yeah, that's yeah, true. No, this is ranger, ranger adri- adjacent. They love Emily and Cassie met a potential uh, like 
Animal Companion. Familiar. Yeah, and he wanted their picnic baskets, but Ranger Smith wasn't around to stop him. Was he Ranger it's Smith? It's weird how we're never sure about that character's name, even though it's just Smith. Yeah, it's the most... Ge- well, that's the problem. It's too generic. We're like, no, it can't be that. Yeah, it can't just be Smith. He's a cartoon character. It's gotta be something wacky, right? I want to say Ranger Rick, but that's a different thing, so... That's a that's that's not even a human, Zach. I didn't know that till recently, but <laughs> We're anyway. We're going in circles. I'm gonna be totally honest. The second the news segment started, I kind of checked out and started browsing Twitter. I'm just no, kind of waiting until we get... No, that's 100% fair. I wish I could do that, but I can't. <laughs> I like... I liked this part. We talked about Aminals. We should talk about the episode, probably. I don't... Um, I, mean, I think we should maybe just discuss talking about the episode a few more times. So, yeah, so how, do you, how do y'all feel about talking about the episode? Okay, well, okay. Uh, on the topic of talking about talking about the episode. Uh, Eric, Eric, can you please play the talking about talking about the episode theme? Thank you. <laughs> Talking about talking about the episode. So this episode is called Attack of the 60-Foot Bulk, and um, I'm glad we have a, a guest expert on this one. Uh, Cassie, <laughs> as someone who is 60 feet tall... Okay, uh, that's not where I expected that yeah, to go. Uh, scale no, of one that's 100% to, where I expected it to yeah, go. Yeah. Uh, scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate the attack? No, a scale of 1 to 60. In, in this episode. Uh, I mean... He just kind of destroyed one like one building. Yeah, so, yeah. so what, what do you think? Not of like a, a a one? Yeah, kind of a one. Yeah. Okay. So not, not much of an attack. Super effective. Yeah. Um. This is a yeah. This title is a riff on like a. Well, I mean, it's a riff on things a lot of other things have riffed on at this point. But like Attack of the Sixty Foot Woman, I think was maybe the first like use of that title. It's an old. It? Uh, I think it, I think it's fifty foot. Yeah, the, I was uh, just gonna say it was yeah. fifty foot. Oh, weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, weird, and how Cassie and I specifically felt the need to correct you on that one. Well, it, I, it's well, it's it's funny because I actually tried to look up this episode before we started, and I typed fifty foot bulk, and that must be why because I was thinking about uh about that fact. So yeah, I don't know enough. why they went with sixty foot for this. Yeah, I don't know to differentiate themselves. Um, I'm sure. Th- I'm sure they did the research. And they figured out, oh, wait, no, he's not 50 feet, he's 60 feet. Yeah, they did all the calculations. So, interestingly, around the same time that this episode came out um, was the release of a movie called Attack of the 60-Foot Centerfold. Really? Okay. A movie in which uh, a magazine centerfold overdoses on a beauty enhancement drug and grows 60 feet tall. Because what most beauty enhancement drugs do is make you bigger. So if you take too I mean, much of them. If you're asking some stories, you know, I can give <laughs> okay. you some suggestions. Fair enough. Got it. I'll shut up now. I'm just going to go oh over here. Oh my god, the centerfold's name is Angel. It's a Jay Giles reference. <laughs> All right. Taglines. So, she's so hot, you'll need to call 911. That doesn't make... She's big. It's not that she's hot. That's not the problem. Okay, anyway. Uh, it's, a Rog, it's a Roger Corman movie, because of course it is. Right. La- sure. Ladies and gentlemen, for everyone keeping score at home, the tagline on what I have to assume is a softcore porn movie went over Zach's head. Uh, <laughs> let's uh, continue. Well, well yeah, yeah Zach, she's, so she's 60 feet tall. 
So this o- episode opens at the water park. Okay, wait, no, first. It opens at Splash are, are you ready City. for Emily's Cockranger Corner? This time it's actually Cassie doing the thing? Yes. Okay, so uh, this- Eric played the theme for that. <laughs> <laughs> Emily's Cockranger Corner. This time it's actually Cassie doing the thing. Okay, so this episode of Cockranger is it like it start it's weird how Power Rangers sometimes takes the plot of the episode kind of cuz this one is also about a kid who gets turned into the, into a monster, but this is a magic kind of an asshole kid who cheats at baseball and then makes the kids fly around who are playing baseball cuz he's like, "Ah, oh, do you want to be like me?" I feel like they let him bulk would have done that. I feel like the um, Power Ranger, or sorry, Sentai has often turned kids into monsters, but yeah. this might be the first time they've done it on this show? Yeah, I think they've only turned a human into a monster one other time, and it's relevant here. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Let, let Cassie finish. So, go ahead, sorry. Uh, yeah, so the whole thing is the... The kid is a is a yokai called Zashki Warashi, and his whole deal is he hides in in a house and plays with kids pulling pranks, and he's a good yokai. And then after meeting him, Jiraiya the Black Ranger is like, "Oh, you can we can be friends," and they have a montage together. And then uh, Young Noble Junior or Rito right finds them and tries to kill Jiraiya. But then Zashki is like, no, take me instead. And then Young Noble Jr. turns him into a monster. He almost murders a lot of children. <laughs> and then at the end, he dies and turns into a mushroom. Okay. As you do. <laughs> the last part caught me a little off guard, but all right. What, so, Zach, what do you think happens when you die? I, I think the turning into a mushroom thing came up before. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I think Emily told us about that one. I didn't know it was this specific monster. But I think that came up. So the yeah, bad guy it's turned a child into a monster and then made him attempt to murder other children. No, no, he he turned he turned a yokai into a monster because in this in in Cocker Ranger posits that some of the yokai are good. Okay, but got it. Young Noble Junior, who is the Rito equivalent, uh, has the ability to turn good yokais evil. Okay, gotcha. Apparently, some of them are just evil on their own, but some of them can be forced into it. I yeah, see. no, that tracks with that tracks with how people work too. <laughs> okay, yeah, fair. <laughs> yeah, and th- this episode is kind of notable. It's it's sort of like a turning point emotionally in the series. Like earlier, when Young Noble Junior was first introduced, that was when the fights started getting serious. But this is sort of like when the fights weren't so trivial and just sort of sh- shooting ninja magic at each other. And now this is when like all oh, the stakes are up because Young Noble Junior actually successfully did super bad stuff. And then the, the Kaka Rangers all cried and were like, oh, we're going to defeat you, Young Noble Junior. Okay, I like this. This is cool. Yeah. And then they turned that into this episode of Power Rangers. I mean, yeah, yeah this this episode mm. is, is interesting. Um, it starts with them at a water park. Splash City! Splash City with Mr. Wilton, who, let's talk about that real quick. Lexi, you mentioned to me off uh, air that you don't remember this character. I think you may have been out for a couple episodes. 
This is one of their teachers at school. Hang on, hold on, Zach. Are you telling me you record this podcast without me? No, this was when it was teenagers with attitude. This was in the. Are you telling me you recorded that podcast without me? Yeah, sometimes. I mean, yeah, sometimes when you're not there. I I mean, you. So anyway. like I, I assumed that if I couldn't make it, all my friends would put it on hold so I could be there. I thought it was an important part of this. Yeah. So, but... so uh, Mr. Wilton has been in exactly two other episodes, and after this will be in zero, uh, he has been in two Rocky-focused episodes, and in one of them, he switched places with Rocky for a day. Not in a mind-swap thing, it was just a really stupid school program where a student and a teacher switched places for no reason. Yeah. Um, that seems and, like a bad idea. Yeah, then, oh, it was a terrible idea. But, uh, so his whole thing was he had to learn to be less of an asshole to children and then got turned into a monster for a little bit. And then he was in the dyslexia episode, the football dyslexia episode, and then he went away. Yeah. And now he's here, and he raises a lot of questions because... <laughs> <Yeah>. Because A, <laughs> he looks exactly the same in spite of the fact that everyone else has got weird time shit going on, and B, he... He has not reverted back to being an asshole, unlearning the lesson he we saw him learn. Right. So, like, again, we've. It's not like it's a secret that this show doesn't give a shit about the part where they're supposed to have time traveled back in time. But it. This is like really. Like, so is he their teacher? Because he was teaching high school before. I guess. All that happened to him is now he teaches fourth grade or whatever. I guess this show this show posits that like everyone's basic roles in society haven't changed, I think. So like he's still their teacher? Yeah, that's what happened when Zed turn did this exact same thing. Yeah, Mrs. Appleby had gotten younger, but she was also still teaching the same Oh wait, no. Fuck. I what? figured it out. Yes. At, at Angel it. Grove, you are assigned a set of teachers when you first start kindergarten. And those teachers are your teachers until you graduate. Okay, sure. So it's, okay. you just have the same same professor so every the year. Teachers, the teachers move up in grade alongside you. I mean, that would be really rough on the teachers. It's but a terrible it get, system, it's but a we bad know system. Angel Grove High sucks. Yeah, it would explain why they're always, always, always under Miss Appleby through the entire run of Mighty Morphin. That's true. The text supports it. It would not explain why Rocky, Adam, and Aisha are still there. No, that's true. The fact that Rocky, Adam, and Aisha are in Angel Grove makes and no Tommy, sense. And Tommy, they acknowledged this in episode one. Yeah, and Tommy and Catherine. Yeah. yeah they they talk about it where because um, Bul- Kid Bulk and Skull show up and are talking to Billy, and they're like, you know, who are these losers or whatever? Oh, guess, and they're yeah. like, oh, yeah. yeah, none of us. Here's the thing. Yeah, none here. of it makes sense because the one child who was originally, gr- like, growing up in Angel Grove is now Grove an adult. Is now an adult. Yeah, an so adult. none of these kids. And nobody seems to be at all worried about the fact that <laughs> Billy, that they know, no longer seems to be existing. Did that, yeah. like, did whatever magic was making them forget that they used to be different break when Billy returned to normal? But not so much that they remember adult Billy, because like, because like, uh, wait, the whole are you reason... saying you think that they think Billy's a child? No, that they oh, just okay. don't know who Billy is anymore. Yeah, now that now that child Billy is no longer a thing, he no longer exists in the like memories of anyone else. The construct yeah. of the idea of Billy is gone, basically. Yeah. the okay. Billy concept. 
Right, yeah, the so, Billy yeah, concept. essentially, we, well, we have to figure this out at some point. Um, That's the thing. We don't, actually. <laughs> we really don't. No, I'm declaring, I'm declaring we got to get to the bottom of this. So and Billy reintroduced himself to his parents as his older cousin, Billups. And he's his said, uncle. He's, uncle he's Tommy's uncle, apparently. He's Tommy's what, uncle, what Mr. Wilton says. I like that they're leaning into the fact that David Yost is clearly like 30. Yeah, yes, for Not sure. Not that, you know, you can't have a younger uncle, but, like, he doesn't look uncle. like a teenager, and calling <laughs> him a, an uncle of a 10-year-old does not, like, help that illusion in any way. It's it's yeah. just the whole thing is so bad. Sorry. <laughs> but, like, so, Mr. Wilton's entire purpose in this episode, because I'm pretty sure he just disappears after this scene. He does. Yeah, he's just like, oh, two kids over there, rawr, and no, then he, he leaves. He specifically <laughs> says... Hey, you two, none of that, and walks off screen, which is delightfully ominous in how vague it is. <laughs> yeah, those children murdered him, and that's why he's not in the show anymore. He walks off screen, off set, off the show forever, off the mortal coil. You see him on a slide, he's not dead. It's so weird that they brought him back just for this. Any yeah. other character could have done this. It is In fact, weird. they didn't even necessarily, they, hell, he didn't need to be here to exposit this. Like, they didn't need to explain why the kids are with Billy. Like, they could just be like, yeah, I'm just watching these kids. Whatever, so, fuck it. So everybody goes off to play, and can I really quickly... Well, we get another bit of important exposition that we shouldn't okay, skip, because it's ahead. actually important, unlike the Mr. Wilton horseshit. Apparently, the reason this water park has everybody in it right now, and I don't know why they need to explain why the water park is open, but whatever, uh, is because Bulk's uncle... Because uh, oh, there's just a, yeah. there's just uncles everywhere in this episode. Bulk's uncle or the Bunkle, uh, opened the park to everyone for the day. Yeah, and that's why everyone gets to use it. Just out of the goodness of his heart, I guess. Yeah, we we ne- we never meet the Bunkle, by the way. So, do you think Bulk's uncle is actually an uncle, or is he like some other child friend of Bulk and Skulls who like accidentally got reaged and they're playing <laughs> running the same scheme that the rangers are bulk and skull don't have other friends <laughs> what about- no you're right i wanted to make a whole parallel like reference thing but you're right <laughs> so, i mean there's that there's that one girl in like the first season in the first oh, they episode did they used to have in. friends i forgot they had a whole crew yeah what the fuck the cruelty of the power rangers drove them away drove all their friends away yeah yeah, she's an adult now. Uh, she was turned into a kid briefly, but she's an adult now, and her name is Billy with an I-E at the end. <laughs> so I love this water park because it reminds me of a bunch of low-rent water parks that I've been to, like, it in that it doesn't have a consistent theme. Like, there's a big tiki head that, uh, like, a pipe fills up with water, and then it pours out water into like a little splash area but also there's dinosaurs and also there's like tropical stuff it's it's really just like it's like when you go to a miniature golf and they just have a bunch of fucking like plastic animals for no particular reason i, I don't know i just it gave me a big hit of it's of it's nostalgia. very it's very appropriate to the power rangers aesthetic to just have kind of whatever with no real internal consistency to, like, design or layout. Yeah, exactly. Also, there's a brontosaurus, which is what Titanus is based on, and that was kind of cool. So, anyway. Um, Sorry, Titanus? Ti- Titanus? What did I say? I... It doesn't matter. So, <laughs> tit-anus. That's a tit-anus, so the kids, yeah. The, the kids are 
I think they're supposed to be concerned about the alien rangers, but they are very nonchalant about the whole thing. So they're just kind of casually wondering if the alien rangers like died in the vacuum of space. And it's kind well, of so weird. They, they're, they're, they're nagging Billy to use their one communicator. And it's not, again, it's not the watch communicators they used to have. It's like this mirror thing. It looks like, ask, hey, can like, you? did that show up before? I, yeah, yeah, that was a thing that happened. Episode. Okay. It looks like yeah. um, it looks like those things they give you at restaurants when you're waiting for your table. Well, we've buzz. already we established it's a it's basically a com powder. Yeah. Yes, that's true. Um, I wonder how but, Billy feels about like all of his friends now acting like little children. He what? seems to be enjoying it because he's yeah. employed like jokes about hey, I am older than you a number of times. Yeah, last episode he seemed like he was digging it. Uh, now, not in like all, a creepy way. Just you are know. they all acting like children because they're in the bodies of children, or are they all just into it? I don't. It's unclear. So, I want to say both. Zordon has a line here. Okay, yeah, it, we'll get. Yeah, I want to get to that. Um, yeah, it's it's implied that they still have all their mental faculties, but being children is still affecting them in some way well their brains are small their brains are literally not as big as they will be so like also yeah also they they straight up don't have some of the well it's not like teenagers have really good ability to process uh stress and whatnot either but um yeah they literally don't have the the brain ability to process things the same way they did when they were older right it's actually kind of a terrifying idea that like your consciousness would be transplanted into a less developed brain. Now, see, you say terrifying, but depending on who you ask, some well, people okay. might be okay with but, that. But what I mean is like you literally wouldn't think the same even if you had all your same memories and stuff. So like it's it's a weird concept. Yeah, well, that's a that's a thing I always think about with any like movies or TV shows that play with like, you know, changing age, even like Freaky Friday and shit. Like the Freaky Friday sort of remember, acknowledges it, but yeah, that, yeah, that's but fair. just being able to remember what it's like to be you and being physically unable to be that person is creepy. Yeah. Um. So he calls but anyway. But anyway, what Zordon actually says, and this needs to be said verbatim, is um, t- he tells Billy to let the kids play because, and I quote, their bodies are younger and in need of physical release. And yeah, then that's other gross. Other stuff happened, and I missed it because I was screaming forever. Because, because <laughs> the children are going through puberty, Billy. <laughs> like Jesus it's Christ, horrifying. yeah, horrifying. That's not the right phrasing, Zordon. Bad. You did a bad job. Not at all. But also, we shouldn't ignore the other thing that happens in this scene, which is that the equation does call Zordon, and Zordon does call the Equation Rangers. The thing is, though, he's ostensibly calling to make sure they're okay, but he just says, hey, uh, alien rangers, come in. And they're like, hi, Zordon, we've almost finished rehydrating. He's like, awesome, bye. And then, like, he doesn't tell them why he called. <laughs> hey, can we address what the fuck they're doing when <laughs> Zordon calls them? Because they're, they're rehydrating, st- Zach. What's they're wrong? They're standing with their backs to their equivalent of the viewing globe. Everyone except Delphine, the White Ranger, is holding their hands up and just just kind of like, I don't know, their hands are just outstretched in front of them. Delphine is doing a weird hand dance and like... Well, yeah, they, she's, she's the leader, so she's leading the rehydration process. And yeah. they all turn around 
And uh, Zordon is like, hey, what, what's up? And they're like, oh, we're, we're rehydrating. It's like, okay, I guess that's fine. It looked like you were just doing a weird dance, but all right, whatever. Zach, are, are, you, Zach. are you having trouble with, like, accretion anatomy? Yeah, you're being extremely judgmental here, and I'm not comfortable with it. I mean, listen, Zach, I get it. I get it. They're an alien species and all that stuff, but we've had four episodes to to learn their ways and customs. You could have made at least some effort. What I'm saying is I don't think that hi- hydrating works how they think that it works. That's all Zach, I'm saying. Zach, they're aliens. How do you... And also, who the yeah. fuck are you to pass judgment <laughs> on how hydrating works? That's a good point. <laughs> Yeah, I, a white American, am here to tell you how your species hydrates. Exactly. <laughs> I think Lexi was more going after the fact that I am just constantly dehydrated at all times. But yes, and sure. do not drink water. I don't drink yeah. water. I eat a yeah, lot Zach, of salt. Zach, you, why are you? Why are you out here pretending you know how water works? <laughs> Zach, maybe you've just been drinking water wrong all this time. Because this yeah, is the, how we the do reason, it. Yeah, the reason I don't like it. <laughs> The reason I don't like it is because apparently I don't stand in it entirely and wave my hands around, which is, I guess, how you're supposed to drink water. I didn't understand yeah, yeah. This is basic stuff, Zach. Did nobody ever teach you this? It's weirdly, people, I thought you were supposed to put it in your mouth, but I guess not. What gave you that idea? <laughs> That's ridiculous. Zach, there's a whole segment in the like seminal movie Airplane that highlights how ridiculous that concept is. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I give you missed the entire point of that joke. I mean, listen, Zach. Zach, here's here's your training regimen. We're going to teach you how to properly drink water. I want you to watch this two or three seconds of the Equation Rangers hydrating that we see back and forth on loop. And to reinforce that that's how it's done, I want you to listen to This Is How We Do It by Montel Jordan the whole time. <laughs> okay? <laughs> okay. I can do that. <laughs> That sounds fun. Listeners at home, someone make that video, please. Please. Anyway. <laughs> so they uh, they are told that the equations are fine. And as Lexi said, Zordon's just like, okay, cool, bye. And <laughs> hangs up the, the phone, I think it was basically. Mike, but whatever. Um, That's what I said. So. No. It's, uh, so. Yeah. So. Yeah. He's just like, yeah, they're cool. Pretty much, and then Zordon says the bad line about the bo- young bodies. And, yeah, and emotions. And the emotions and the physical release. <laughs> it's, it's all horrible, and make sure they use this day to have fun. Oh, yeah, have all the fun. Somebody needs to arrest Zordon release. immediately. <laughs> yep. But where would you put the handcuffs? <laughs> You just put. No, you, you got to strap big... him into that fucking Hannibal Lecter stretcher thing. Yeah, you just put a big net over it. You just <laughs> put it in a big net. Also, I just. Oh yeah, I... a dog, like a yeah. I sent a dog catcher. It's time for the. It's time for the weekly reminder that young Rocky's hair is so fucking bad, and that's it. We can move on. It's the listen. It's the craziest shit. It's listen, so bad. I've I've watched the entirety of <laughs> of Alien Rangers at this point. Like I went ahead and watched ahead. There are so many just batshit bonkers things in this show. Weird conceptions of how time travel work. Time travel works. Sorry. Weird conceptions of like you know how water is consumed. Apparently, <laughs> uh, you know, just all kinds of just craziness. Rocky's hair is the craziest fucking thing in the show. It's so now, crazy. My question is, did they 
did they audition a kid that looked like that? Did they make the kid they hired look like that? Or did they just happen to take a kid who looked like that? Like, who's to blame here? I mean, I... I the thing yeah. is, Tommy's kid actor specifically wears the ponytail, which I assume must have been them either finding a kid who already wore his hair like that or finding a kid and then being like, you have to wear it in a ponytail because that's what your adult version looks like. Knowing knowing how hiring on the show has worked before, I'm almost positive they specifically looked for kids that would fit their idea of what the kid versions of the sure. Ranger should be. Well, the thing is, like, and this is even the case back when we had a younger version of Kimberly, by and large, every other child actor looks passable as a younger version of the actor they're like right. corresponding but with. Rocky doesn't yep. have and a they, fucking and right rat down tail. to the haircut. But yeah. like Rocky's <laughs> the one that doesn't, and I don't know, I don't know why they put forth whatever effort they did to make everyone else match up, and with him just went fuck it. Yeah, fucking. I don't know why they didn't make this kid have a haircut like Steve Cardenas. I really don't get it. I yeah. don't. It's I just, yeah, it's weird. Do you um, think do you th- I okay my my guess is that the kid already looked like that and when they hired him his parents said okay you can you know whatever I don't, child labor laws whatever I don't give a shit he just really likes his hair don't make him cut his hair that's my only stipulation otherwise you can do whatever and that's the that's the thing is this haircut looked like it t- took a lot of work to like get because the way it's it's all grown unevenly and they have to style it like there's a lot of gel on that head. Yeah, there there's is a lot of gel on that head. Um, but like it's honestly more gel than hair. I will say that rat tail is like it is a children's hairstyle mostly like or was when it was around. Like, oh, so yeah, no, maybe like the that kid is, is of the right age in the right era to have that hairstyle. Maybe the like, idea 100%. is just Rocky didn't wear it by the time he got older. I don't know. Also, I googled rat tail and went to the Wikipedia page, and it points out that in Disney's 2002 animated feature Treasure Planet, Jim Hawkins sports a rat tail throughout the movie until the end. And I didn't know that. But there you go. Hey, Zach, have you ever <laughs> considered that um, in the Star Wars prequels, that braid that Jedi Padawans have the is Padawan basically just is... a fancy uh, rat tail? Uh, I have now, and Hayden Christensen basically looks right with a rat tail because he sucks that much. <laughs> How do you feel about Ewan Mc- young Ewan McGregor, though, in episode one? Bad. I don't like that. <laughs> Oh. Man, man, Obi Wan Kenobi had a pretty, pretty hefty glow up between episodes one and two. Yeah, it's not good. So yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to shit on Hayden Christensen too much because like every single actor in the prequels has been better elsewhere, oh, and I mean sure. every single one. Sure, sure. Even sure, the sure. dude who did Jar Jar, like That's all of them. Oh, I fair. would say especially the dude who did Jar Jar. That guy was yeah. saddled with some horrible material. Oh yeah, yeah. That was like we're, it's real dark, so we're not going to get into it here. But like, yeah, that dude had a rough time of it. So um. They they go off to play. Oh boy! And then we cut, we cut to, the, to the moon. Yeah, go ahead. No, I just we cut oh. to the moon. Yeah, uh, Zed and Rita are talk gloating about how you know everything's finally perfect. The Rangers are gone. The ki- the kids are kids. They finally can like win. And uh, Goldar and Rito are doing what I assume is the only thing they do, which is um, bickering in the background. They, li- they just stand next to each other and yell at each other all day. <laughs> yeah, we don't get any clear indication of, like, what they're arguing about. They're just arguing because... That's how that's what they do. It's like their pastime, yeah, yeah. basically. Bickering in the background. That's... that's Yeah, B and the B. Uh, 
so they they basically come up with a plan to blow up the command center, which I was thinking really hard, and I don't think. Well, they tried to do it last episode, right? No, or they tried to implode it. Yeah, yeah very they important it. distinction. But yeah, from the outside. I realized that before that, they haven't tried this really. Like, they've known where it is the whole time, but they've so never... That so, was a, I'm still not over how fucking ridiculous that is, where they needed to follow the rangers to the command center, despite Zed having gone there before. Right. Well, he went inside of it. No, I think that was just because Goldar and Rita were stupid. Yes, sure. Uh, but also, like, they drop a line that, like, Zed or Finster or somebody found an ancient map of the caverns under the command center right. in their archives somewhere, question mark. Which, there are tunnels under the Moon Palace also. I don't know if they're, like, connected in some way. But yeah, somebody found a map of under the command center, and they're going to go under the tunnels to right under the command center and then blow it up, basically, is the idea. So... If you're going to be involved in this great war between good and evil, you have to build your base above catacombs. That's yeah, just that's how the, it works. That's the rule. Sorry. Catacombs are make... powerful magic. Yeah, that's I don't make the rules. It is known, yes. Yeah, this is known. Uh, they also say that they're going to make uh, the meanest kid in their class into a monster. That's just kind of cuz. That doesn't really have a lot to do with... So, I mean, that is pretty <laughs> twisted because it's capturing a literal child and turning it into a soldier for evil. Like, that's, sure, it's, that's pretty it's dark. bad. It's just not, like, well, related. It's, it's weird that they've never actually tried to turn a person into a monster before. Because, remember, the one time it's happened with, with, with Mr. Wilton... It happened on accident. Rito fucked up and did it. Yeah. So, yeah. It's weird that they've never just thought to, like, hey, let's just turn a person into a monster. I feel like they may have done it at one point, but I can't remember when. Yeah, it, it's impossible we've forgotten. But, so, we cut back uh, to the, uh, to, to the pool, the fucking, what's it called? God damn it. Water park? Water park. Water park. And then you see a bunch of kids... Including the rangers, but also just random kids, which I like. It's not just the rangers. Oh, wait, rangers. did you see uh, Mr. Wilson here, or Mr. Wilton here, too? Mr. Yes. Wilson! Yeah, Mr. Wilton goes down uh, also. Why, is, why did they name him Wilton? That's really weird. Wilton? It's probably a real name. I don't know. I haven't heard Maybe. it. It's but... absolutely a real name. Yeah. Um, so then He's from we... the town of Wills. <laughs> yeah. So then we see Balkan Skull... Uh, like pushing through a line, cause hold Bal on. Did we see that? Oh no, never mind. That's coming up. Sorry, I sk I got the wrong. Scene. That's fine. So we see Balkan Skull just pushing through the line in their weird old timey bathing suit. Uh, to and yeah, Bulk screaming about how his uncle owns the park, and they get uh they get stopped by uh the the dude who's working there at the front of the line. He's like, hey, haven't you two heard of a line? Right, and then get, they, you know, get to the back of the line, and because he is an enormous black man, and these two are deep down both cops, they become instantly <laughs> terrified, and uh, and go to the back of the line. Yeah, yeah, no, he's not wrong. Yeah, no, that's that's, that's, that's what, what happens. happens. 
So the uh, we cut back up to the moon, and Zed is having a hard time finding the bad uh, the bad kid. In yeah, because you think you think starting out the scene like, oh, they're cutting in line and acting like you know big shots and being really, really disrespectful to everyone. They're going to be perfect candidates, but then they immediately wimp out and run off. And so I'm Zed's watching that and he's like, oh god damn it, these guys, these were the ones who showed potential and they're weenies. Right. Uh, then there's a part where where Rita is like, by the way, uh, speaking of idiots, which I don't okay. Uh, <laughs> Rita and Rita and well, Goldar. She's like speaking of speaking of rotten kids or whatever. Oh, our right. kids are being just the worst. Rita and Goldar forgot the destruction mechanism. Womp, the womp. destruction follow mechanism. Yeah. And earlier they called it an antimatter device. And then they cut to Goldar and Rito taking the map out of like a little holder. I guess they're still on the moon. They haven't left yet. Yeah, and then, I, I, they must be because Rita just kind of walks over. Right, and she just gives them this bomb. I guess it's a bomb. I don't know. The destruction mechanism makes it sound like a trigger, but I, I guess it's a bomb. Um, and they are Rita, Rito, and Goldar argue over who's going to hold the map. And uh, Rito, displaying the wisdom of Solomon, rips the map in half and just goes, "Now we both have a map." And uh, Oh, this exchange is so good. Goldor's like, good. what, do you have rocks in your head, you idiot? And Rito's response is, no, there's nothing in my head. I I love that Goldar is stupid, but compared to Rito, he is a genius. Like, he's still dumb, but he's... It's a dumb person getting mad about how dumb someone is, which is really good. I, just, I mean, we talked about it. Like, there's been a sliding scale for Goldar where he's gotten progressively dumber. Right. And then they introduce Rito, who's, who lowers the bar even further. Like oh, yeah. It's, He's way dumber. Yeah. Okay. So, Rito, <laughs> increasing the, these guys are so fucking stupid. Um, they're, they're looking over their pieces of the map, and Rita just teleports off. Then they look up and like, wait, where'd she go? <laughs> yes. Yes. Like they're really fucking, and then they like are swapping the swapping the map pieces around and all confused. And I don't know that anything really ever comes of that. Meanwhile, uh, we cut back down to the to Splash City, and uh, Balkan Balkan Skull find another line to cut in that doesn't have a big imposing person guarding it. Right. And then they uh, go down the thing, and it's good time. So they bothered to do this scene multiple times so they could have cameramen film them going down the slide from both the front and the back. It's like it keeps cutting between different views, which <laughs> also, considering also, we I can didn't realize this, we got a shot of Mr. Wilton going woo as he goes down in an air tube and we get like a close up of his fucking like pool socks. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, there's it's just the silliest fucking thing. There's just uh there's just an extended scene of people going down water slides. I forget what music plays here. I think it's one of the like fight songs actually. Yeah. But then Balkan Skull decides they're gonna Oh no wait, no no no. It's it's uh Zach, I really it's... like that you said Balkan Skull decides as if they're a singular group. Yeah, basically one person. Well, yeah, firstly they are, but no, it's it's an instrumental version of the Balkan Skull training to be cops music. Oh, of course. Yeah, it's that that the like militaryified like Balkan Skull theme. Right. So Balkan So was tells- this just like a fun pool 
field trip for everybody? Yeah, so here's the thing. Yeah. Like, there are a lot of restrictions to how much filming you can do when you have child actors. Right. So my theory is in order to get around those, they just took the kids to a nice pool day, and they just wanted their cameramen to also have you know, have a good time. Uh-huh. But, you know, cameramen just don't don't feel comfortable being themselves unless they've got a camera with them. So they're going to, you know, go down the slide with the camera, but it's, it's fine. It's no big deal. There's yeah. been a lot of that lately. We, we kind of speculated when there was like an episode where they got to ride on horses recently. They was like, oh, this is just, we just took the, the crew horseback riding and filmed while we were there, right? Right. So it technically wasn't a day at work. Right. So Balk and Skull decide that they're going to pull, pull a fun prank and Bulk said, tells Skull to grab a bunch of inner twos. Well, because the, because they were being made fun of by Rocky. Right. Yes, that's they true. They were being bullied. Yeah. So uh, to grab a bunch of inner tubes and meet him on the bridge. And then Bulk and Skull, while Zed, watch it, Zed and Rita watch, throw inner tubes at kids going down the slide, which is quite dangerous. <laughs> that's not cool. Um, and is that actually dangerous? I, I it mean, seems slightly dangerous. I don't it's, think it would be that bad. Yeah, I don't. It's it's not a good thing to do by any means. Like, sure, don't enough. do that. But I don't. I don't think anyone was in danger of like being horribly injured. Sure, fair enough. In fact, earlier they go down together, which you're not supposed to do, which is more dangerous. But yeah, yeah, you're right. absolutely. It's not. But that I, bad. So it cuts to the rangers, like, walking up, carrying, like, 20 inner tubes. Like, they just went around and collected them all, because they're still fucking... Oh, I thought the dorks. idea was that, that they had gotten, like, uh, that Balkan Skull had literally thrown them around them, like, on top of them. I, I didn't... don't think they're that good of a shot. I wouldn't think so either. I thought that's the idea they were trying to get across, and they just did it poorly. Yeah, that's possible. Uh, that I would buy. That's well within the show's wheelhouse. Um, but yeah, they talk about teaching them a lesson, which that's always a bad sign. About how it's dangerous and they should follow water safety rules. Uh, and Billy is like, I'll go talk to him. I'm an adult. <laughs> which is, yeah, okay. I like that. But um, anyway, uh, apparently Zed's idea of a bad kid is slight mischief because he's like ah there that's the perfect candidate the baddest kid in class i think he was just constantly lowering his standards for bad right okay yeah constantly lowering his standards is exactly what zed's uh whole arc has been since season two so like he just wanted like a horrible awful bully and then he couldn't find any and he was like well i guess (laughs) that kid did run in the no running area and that is technically like against the rules so so Billy walks up to these kids and he yells, that was dangerous. And Bulk says, I do what I want, when I want, where I want. And then he gets hit by a laser and turns into a weird brain monster. And I hate it. And you know who else hates it? Who? Skull. Skull does not like it. Also, Skull has a real bad time with this. <laughs> yeah, he's not a fan. Also, this monster is like covered with like video game controller bits. Right. Yep. His name is Brat Which is kind of weird to hear, because that, like, Cassie described the episode it's from, and that didn't seem like it had anything to do with video games. Yeah, no, video games did not come up. I think it's just because he's a child, I guess. The idea is, like, he's I mean, a... yeah, kids are video games, that's true. That's true, kids <laughs> yeah, are video games. video games are explicitly for children, kids. and adults never play them. Kids are video games. And he... I like the design, though. I think it's kind of cool. 
Um, it's also worth noting that this is the first episode directed by Paul Schreier, a.k.a. Bulk, uh, Bulk's adult actor, and also Bulk's adult actor, Paul Schreier, voices Brat Boy, so that's kind of cool. Yep, he also shows up intermittently like yeah that will yeah. i'll i'll rant about that when it happens <laughs> there's a progression from kid kid bulk to bulk to brat boy yeah right. no we're, we're we're getting ahead of ourselves um yeah billy pulls out his comp powder and tries to call zordon but can't because the communicator is wet the communicator <laughs> zordon gave them specifically for using with the like Guys, what live in water? Yeah, and it didn't waterproof. <laughs> it doesn't work. Well, if it okay, wet. so that, that's also a problem. My problem was that Billy didn't get like knocked into the pool by the monster or anything. He was just in the water swimming with the kids, and he just took the communicator in the water I mean, with him. No, Mike, no, no, have you never? Have you seriously never gone into the shower or the pool with your watch on just because you weren't thinking about it? The- the monster throws him in the water. No, see, I know I'm stupid, and so I make a point of always wearing a waterproof watch. Okay, but yeah. there's the difference. Billy doesn't know he's stupid. Billy thinks he's smart. <laughs> but also, Zach's right. The monster does throw Billy into the water. Yeah, he throws him in there, for sure. Oh, okay. Well, but, but yeah. I guess I'm double stupid. No, you're it's fine. Uh, but I'm yeah. just really upset about this Zach's right nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> it has to happen sometime. I guess... Okay, I'm gonna break in. It's another fucking story. Uh, uh, break, break, break in. Story. <laughs> okay, story. I was on a road trip with my wife, Adrian, and I we had an argument about whether or not blue cotton candy was actually a different flavor than pink cotton candy, uh, and I was right when we looked it up because it's blue raspberry flavor, and the other one is... I don't know. Bubblegum, I think. Yeah, or bubblegum. You just taste sugar. Yeah. Well, Even if it's technically a different that's, flavor, that's I've never noticed. Like, yeah, pixie sticks technically have different flavors, but they're just sour and sugar. They taste different to me. But anyway, point is, I was right, uh, and I was very proud of it. What flavor is this Kool-Aid? Red? That's all you need to know. Despite <laughs> the fact that I was wrong uh, 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 about like maybe 10 other things on that same trip. I still felt vindicated. Listen, <laughs> listen Zach, you got to you got to cling to the victories where wherever they happen, however was, small I they are. I was right about the cotton candy. Suck it. <laughs> so, anyway, um Zach brought up that pointless story to uh be an allegory for what happens in the episode, which is they say we've got to stall until the the communicator dries out. <laughs> yep, that's what I did. I'm sorry, Zach. That was really mean. No, it was, it's, a, it was a fine story. It's fine. <laughs> so apparently, apparently. Hey, speaking of uh, uh, speaking of which, speaking of stalling for time, Zach, do we want to get Adrian in here to tell us about the ten things you were wrong about? Nope. We don't. <laughs> we don't need to do that. It'll be all right. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I actually have a very important question. Does she keep track of all the things you're wrong about? Because that would require an incredible amount of space in her brain. No, she just kept a tally that time because I was so excited about being right about the one thing that she thought it was funny to count. You know what? That was entirely reasonable of her. I kind of like to imagine she's got like this massive fucking like notebook that she just takes notes in. And it's like I've chronicled everything Zach's been wrong about for years. And then she she opens like a giant fucking like panic room ass vault, and there's just stacks upon stacks upon stacks of notebooks. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, okay, the one time he thought that tinfoil would melt in the fucking oven because he's an idiot, and then <laughs> the other time, <laughs> yeah. So that's it. 
I mean, if you can get your oven hot enough. <laughs> it has to be really fucking hot, but yeah. Yeah, sure. I mean, you'd have to really work at it, but I'm not saying it couldn't happen. You have to get it up to forging temperature. All right, set it, set it to forge. Yep. Yeah. Uh, let's see. A melting point of aluminum, 1,200 fucking degrees Fahrenheit. Zach, <laughs> how would you manage that? Okay, I'm- here's the thing. I 100% believe Zach could manage that, but only if he wasn't trying. Sure. <laughs> um. So anyway, apparently stalling until the communicator dried out just meant go to commercial because it cut the the episode fades out. And when it fades back in, he immediately contacts Zordon. Oh, man. I wish I wasn't running the backup right now because there is a YouTube link for uh, re-melting aluminum at home. And I, I really want to watch it, though. <laughs> Sorry, continue. We'll do some research on that and uh, make fun of Zach more off off mic. Um, so yeah, anyway, yeah, the, that absolutely comes of nothing. I thought they were setting up for like, oh, the kids have to fight the monster somehow for a bit. And they will, but not with this setup. Because they immediately just throw the that whole plot aside. Billy calls Zordon and is like, hey, um, there's a monster. We can't, how can we defeat it? And Zordon just says, oh, you can't. You guys suck. Like, I 100% don't believe you can do it. Um, I mean, they they have no powers, and five of them are child. Right. Now, what he actually says, like, that would have been a reasonable reason. What he actually says is it's because Rita and Zed have made him too powerful. Which, no. I mean, he is causing earthquakes by, like, stomping his foot like a brat, which, is that a thing from the Cocker Ranger at all, or? Uh, not, oh, he, mm, not really, no. Okay. Is that thing where he keeps, like, messing with the joysticks on his feet and saying he's going into turbo? Like, is that a thing? Uh, he does mess with mess with his feet. I actually don't remember exactly what it did. Okay, I have a question. Does this monster show up in turbo? Does he actually go into turbo? <laughs> no, oh, but ironically, great. he shows up in Wreck-It Ralph. If that's a Okay, just gonna about... sandbag that one? Well, that's I've all never right. seen Wreck-It Ralph. I'm sorry. Yeah, same. You should fix that. It's a... Oh, wow. But it's a good movie. I believe you. All right. I mean, maybe Zach will back me up when he comes back from the bathroom. I don't know. What? Um, what? <laughs> Zach is. It, have you seen Wreck It Ralph? Yeah. The the nice thing about Zach no longer running these things is we don't have to take a fucking break. I just want to. I'm I'm back. Hey, what? I I have seen Wreck It Ralph. Yes. It's a good movie, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I don't know. Things got weird while you were gone. What um, just happened? So, so you'll, monster, you'll hear in two weeks. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so the monster um, is just like, I don't know, taunting them, I guess. And then they, co- they come up with a brilliant plan, which is just insulting Taunt the back. monster and holding, like, pool toys. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, they, they taunt him so that he can't decide who to attack yeah, first, like Rocky I guess. says, you can't catch me, and then just stand still. He also calls him Nat Boy, which that's I mean that's it, not it rhyme good. it does rhyme with Brad. It does rhyme, but <laughs> I don't know if that's really I don't I don't know if that's really a cutting insult for a monster whose name is already Brat. Okay, yeah. here's the thing though, it's a ten year old and it's Rocky. Yeah. It's that's the best true. you can and, come and up with. And also the monster is a ten year old and bulk. This is fair. Yeah. Well, so the monster isn't the monster isn't bulk in the sense that it's actually bulk it's just formed from bulk because there's really no evidence that like it's actually bulk in any way 
Like he's he's in there somewhere, I but mean, it's like it, it's, it kind of is. Like, it's more like the it's I mean, more like the the monster the monster is using bulk as a vessel. Like it's a monster in and of itself because it immediately like formed extant as its own own thing with its own personality. And there doesn't seem to be anything of actually bulk in there. I mean, there's his voice. Yeah, but it's not the it's not the same bulk that got tr- like transformed. Like it's not like it's I mean, they're the same kid. person. But I, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Lexi, I get you. I understand. I think we it defeated Lexi. I think we did that thing that <laughs> we that Lexi said we could not. <laughs> so no. So I'm, the uh, I'm the still the, here. the alien rangers yet. fucking show up. Yeah, so yeah. Zordon calls the alien rangers like, hey guys, uh, we need help. And they're like, oh yeah, that's cool. We're, we're recharged. We can get there well, in like no. two seconds. F- first, Brat Boy hits the ground so hard it transitions to Oh, Aquatar. yeah, right, yeah. yeah. Brat Boy literally knocks everyone into a uh, transition scene. Yes. <laughs> and then... So this is a really dumb thing that like... And, and I know, listen, this, this show establishes rules and then immediately undercuts them all the time. But like so much... So much of the plots of this show, of the episodes of this show, before this point and after this point, are about how desperately they need to make sure the Equation Rangers stay hydrated. Because, like, you know, it's hard for them to survive on Earth. But, like, it's really no problem for them to go back and forth between Earth and their home planet. Like, they do it like it's no thing. Yeah, it it doesn't make sense, especially with, like, the whole... Billy's going to create a device to do it here when they can literally just teleport. It, it's Yeah, silly. I think toward the end of the miniseries, they put up like a force field around the Earth, and that's a problem. But like, the thing is, when you have a show where you establish that characters can just fucking teleport, and this is, a, this is a crime that Power Rangers does like all the time. But when you have, you know, when characters can fucking teleport, physical proximity cannot be like the problem of the day. And to be fair... To, to be clear, like, they've teleported to other galaxies before. It's not like they can only do it within a certain distance or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's a conceit that they just ignore when convenient, which is how this show works. Pretty much. So, unlike how things typically worked with the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, where they would either teleport somewhere and then morph, or morph to somewhere, where they just do a morph and then they're at the new place... The rangers specifically morph and then teleport. That's true. That's Quisha for you. Which is really um, convenient because it means they can cut to, like, suited footage. Like, immediately without having to, like, film the rangers on location. Right. Good, good. I don't yeah. know. I'm not really going anywhere with this. I'm just trying to set the scene. So so can I, can I, can I bring something up here? Yeah. Something we talked about off-air before we got started, but... So this scene we're about to have with the alien rangers fighting the 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 brat boy in the fucking uh, water park is actually a lot of fun and is the highlight of the episode. And again, I actually watched ahead. I watched all of Alien Rangers, and I realized something, and it's exactly the opposite of what I expected going in. This miniseries is at its best when the alien rangers are on screen. Yeah. Far and away, they're the best part of the miniseries. Because it's just action, but, basically. Like, they're... They... Yeah, and, and honestly, their one-liners are fun. Like, they're stupid, but they're fun. But here's the thing. In spite of the fact that they're the best part of this miniseries, and the fact that their name is in the title of the fucking miniseries, they're barely around. 
Yes, that's true. They only show up when it's time to fight the boss, basically. More like Mighty Morphin Absentee Range or something, right? <laughs> yes, but you are right. Like, <laughs> but like that's that's the thing about Alien Rangers Thank is you. that oh, uh, Eric, can you just isolate that audio <laughs> clip for future use? Thank you. God, like, but for reals though, like, we, this show needed more of the actual Alien Rangers. It needed them so, like, that's that's the thing with kind of this whole miniseries is I would say it needed to be either a lot shorter and just be a guest spot, like, like kind of like the Masked Rider part was, except not shit, um, and just entirely focus on the Alien Rangers, or if they're going to have this miniseries where the Alien Rangers kind of come and go, it needed to last longer. We just, one or the other. We needed okay, more I'm of sorry. them. Okay, I'm sorry, I understand what you're saying, and I agree implicitly, but I cannot get behind any, like, argument that includes the words it needs to last longer in regards to this miniseries. <laughs> Now, why would that be? It's not good, Mike. Is the thing. <laughs> I think it is when the Alien Rangers are on, when they're when they're there. I, I the, don't. Like, the Alien Rangers deserve to have gotten a proper season. The show is so dire when the Alien Rangers aren't around that at least when they show up, there's something happening. But I don't think I would just sit down and watch Alien this Alien Rangers stuff and I'm I'm sorry Frankie completely turned me around on them. I love the Alien Rangers now. I wish okay. they were on more. Um Mike, I'm afraid I will not be asking you back for future episodes of this podcast. <laughs> Thank you for your contribution so far. Fantastic. I'll be able to take a nap before Silver Pines from now on. <laughs> <laughs> so so the Rangers show up and it's it's the same thing we've been seeing where even though they're all like serious and like weird when they're not morph when they morph they're all of a sudden like quippy like Power yeah, Rangers usually are. They're just are. fun Power Rangers quips and and stuff. Um, yeah. The the White Ranger uh is like, "Hey, you 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 look like you you want to have some fun. Let's have a game of chase." And then they like jump into the pool. Um Yeah. There's um they 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 accentuate the like ninja stuff in this fight scene pretty well. They distract him by, like, all flipping past him in succession, which is cool. It's honestly really weird, because, like, a lot of the stuff, and a lot of the goofier stuff in the fight is, like, really reminiscent of Cocker Ranger. But this is original footage. it's all original footage. Yeah, yeah the whole they fight did a good is original. Job. Yeah. Yeah, they, it's like the, the suit actors actually sat down and watched a bunch of Cocker Ranger footage and, like, specifically planned their choreography to match it, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, also, at one point, a couple of them do a like a jump off of a bridge and are doing like the basically it's a flipping cannonball move, which they've done before for jumps, but they actually do it into the water, which is both cool. But also, I'm thinking about doing that in those suits. Yeah. Like that would not be pleasant. Yeah, that seems rough. Yeah. Also, uh, something just hit me. Uh, I forget who brought it up, but I think something we've discussed on the show before is I think with season three, Power Rangers got a new stunt coordinator. Yes, yeah, yeah. And I seem to remember them saying that the person they brought in was actually a huge fan of Sentai. Well, he was he's Japanese. He was from Japan and grew up on Sentai. Yeah, as, a, as opposed to the previous person who's just like, like just watching this footage that Saban was showing him and just being like, what the fuck is what? <laughs> yeah. Fucking what? Like, I, I feel like that, and, and this has been true even with, you know, all of season three, not just with Alien Rangers, but I feel like, having someone on staff in charge of coordinating the fight scenes who actually like appreciates the material that they're aping has resulted in the fights just generally being a lot more fun to watch. Yeah. Agreed. 
Like genuinely, it's a good fight scene. I I like it. It's fun. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of hard to break down because like usually when we talk in detail about things in fight scenes, it's because something a singular extremely cool thing happens, or more often a singular extremely stupid things happens. There is sometimes, one of those. Sometimes in this. both in one. There is one of those yeah, in this, like, which is the Yellow Ranger shoving him into a, making him go down a slide. Basically, that yeah, part's and it's good, like good okay, good. everybody take your turn. Come on, let's move. Let's go. Let's go. There are other people waiting in line behind you. Let's go. And they're, like they're all being smartasses, and then after he goes down the slide, there's the Cock Rangers like on like lawn chairs and and pantomiming that they're drinking topical dr- tropical drinks yeah, through their Eric, helmets. Please make this the photo by the way. It's very yeah, oh, good. Oh yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> the, uh, the white ranger has a lay on which is the best. I love it One so much. One of them's got a big old straw hat. Yeah. Like <laughs> this this is the moment where I was just like, okay, yeah, I love this. I also want to call out a specific move that the red ranger does at one point cuz this is the kind of shit I did when I played Power Rangers on the uh playground. Which is, uh, they're on like a, I don't know, some sort of wooden platform structure. It kind of looks like a play area, but I think it's just a set of like bridge access stuff. But okay. uh, he grabs onto the one of the beam connecting the, the leg to like the base of the thing and pulls himself up and then flips around on it onto the railing and then kicks the monster in the face. Yes, it's very, it's, really it's cool. like, yeah. that's a perfect, that's a perfect, like, this is a move you can kind of replicate on the playground if you want to play right. Power Rangers thing. And I like yes. when they throw in moves like that. Yeah, I will say to any of the listeners who, like, don't follow along by watching the whole show, but, like, just watch the bits that sound cooler, this fight scene is one of the bits to watch. Probably don't bother with the rest of the episode, but this fight scene here in the middle, it's fun. Pretty fun. Yeah, and then uh, Brack Boy gets big. <laughs> oh shit! I just I just noticed in the subtitles one of them brings back Rocky's Nat Boy jo- uh, insult. You're gonna else, call it. You're gonna call it a or, joke and then stop yourself. Or else maybe yeah. whoever's doing the subtitles just has a really hard time understanding what people are saying. I don't know. That's also possible. Possibly there's still that there's still that like uh, Alien Ranger voice filter shit going on. Rita says, oh, never set a boy to do a man's job, and then they make him grow, and it's like, no, now he's just a bigger boy. Yeah, yeah, that's that's not, yeah. that doesn't make any sense, guys. He didn't get older. <laughs> yeah, have you not watched Honey, I Blew Up the Kid? Making a making an infant giant does not make them an adult. Age, it just makes them a giant age child. Age and size are only indirectly correlated. It's You don't just get older when you get bigger. That's not how it but works. But what if they zapped him, and then he was just an adult? Just like, hi, ah, yes. I am Brat Man now. <laughs> he's just he's just he's just in a suit basically. He's just yeah, like hello. I'm John Bratman, attorney at law. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so giant brat boy apparently gains the ability to just pollute water. Because he dumps Yeah, a that's bunch what I was gonna of- say is like every monster that fights the Alien Rangers has to have poison water just cause. Which is weird, because like the water is chlorinated, so it should already be poison water. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So, anyway, the monster, like, just takes one step- I do love these fucking- so all these forced perspective shots of the monster being big are still, like, uh, still American footage at first, and I love how the early shots have very obviously, like, tiny umbrellas from tropical drinks in place of normal umbrellas- and to simulate the fucking uh, tube slides, they just have bits of a hamster like habitat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very, cl- <laughs> yeah, it's very obvious. Like, 
dime store prop. I didn't. Yeah. I thought it was just a bad perspective shot, and I didn't realize. But you're totally right. No, that that is super like a hamster cage right there. Yeah. (laughs) So, anyway, giant brat boy takes two steps out of the water park and is immediately in the central business district of Tokyo. Yeah, that's how it works. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's that is how that works. And the Rangers and the Rangers take a few steps, and they're in a construction site somewhere. The good news yeah, is, I mean, listen, the the best place for a water park is in the middle of downtown. <laughs> yes, accurate. Yeah, but also, yeah, no, we're if if it wasn't obvious, we're in uh, we're in Sentai footage now. Right. Um. Also, the the Rangers are fighting him in the Battleborgs, which you know we've talked about that plenty. How uh, dumb they are, yes. Then we cut to the back to the park, and I know the 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 child rangers, the you know, the power rangers don't have powers. I get that, but they are all just sort of sitting on a bench chilling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not and, even like trying to keep tabs on the fight or anything. Like, I know they're they just can't like do anything, but it is still kind of weird to me that they're just like, whatever, it's not our problem. Well, and <laughs> like, what makes it even like, worse. hey, let's go to the command center and try and have Billy whip up a thing that'll help. They're just, they literally have their heads in their hands. They're just like, meh, meh. What makes their complete lack of agency worse is Skull runs up with a bunch of other kids he's rounded up, and it's like, hey, where's where's the monster? Where's, you know, where's Bulk? And they're just like, uh, we don't know. And uh, Skull, like, is trying to convince them that the monster is Bulk. And then Cat points them in a direction they'll run off. The clear implication is Bulk or Skull has rounded up a posse to go try and solve this monster problem. Right. He's going to rescue To rescue his boyfriend. Yeah. And uh, the Rangers are just like, whatever. Not not our problem. Uh, Billy does tell Zordon that they used Bulk to make the monster, so please don't kill him. Uh, and yeah. he does say, like, maybe we can reach him from within. Uh, and Which is exactly what happens in the Kaka Ranger episode. Well, that's good. But yeah, so so Aisha does say he's our friend and we have to at least try. So they finally get off their butts and go over to... Yeah, Aisha, uh, Aisha very much establishes herself during Alien Rangers as sort of the heart of the group, which is why it's super great that she just unceremoniously leaves at the end of the miniseries. Yeah, of course. But, uh, um, yeah, so they they run over and we, we cut back and forth between, like, uh, Sentai footage and American footage of the kids yelling at the monster, like... Yeah, uh, we get a uh, fucking young cat going like, but bulk, why are you you good inside? We're your friends. Or I can't even. <laughs> Which is how they all talk, all all five of them. <laughs> no, that's, that's I I was I don't I can't even. Possibly it was a bad a imitation shitty. of a bad accent. <laughs> yes, very. Um, I do love that again, Aisha with the best lines. Oh yes, like, goodness. What yes. would Skull think? Yep, that's what does it. Because then he falls to his knees. Yeah, that's what fucking well, yeah, does it. Bulk so Bulk knows that despite what they're trying to say, they're not his friends. They're they're shit to him until they need him. Right. Yeah, but also it's it's super good for like you know the whole shipping chart. Super right. great that that's what breaks through to him. Well, yeah, I mean, if, if, even beyond our our, our shipping, like it, the show is clearly established that Bulk and Skull are they're a team. They're best friends. They do everything together. They care about each other. Like, that's oh canonical. god! I just noticed in the footage when uh, when Brat Boy has its its breakdown, he's fucking crying. There's tears coming out of this suit. Yeah. Well, it's like red tears, so it kind of looks like he's bleeding out of his eyes. But yes. 
Well, it, it, they're on. They're coming out of like a red stripe. Right. That's yeah. Under. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so okay. Anyway, um, so we get this bit where uh, Kid Bulk fights off Brat Boy. Reed and Zed try to zap him again, well, and okay, so, fat- well, yeah, no. So we need to we need to explain what actually happens here. Um, like after the the monster slash bulk has this existential crisis, he shrinks down like entirely of his own volition and transforms into adult bulk, who then transforms into kid bulk. Yeah, I was gonna say they try. He tries to fight it, and the way he fights it is he transitions. Like, so this is weird. I don't know if it's it's the two spells conflicting with each other, like the time magic and the monster magic. Well, no, see, the magic just evolves Bulk to, or Kid Bulk two stages up. Yeah. You, you got Kid Wait. Bulk, his middle evolution is Adult Bulk, and his <laughs> final evolution is Brat Boy. Right, it's like that episode of Star Trek Voyager where they go to Warp 10 and evolve into lizards. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that's how, yep. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about, but sure. But also, boy, that has some some uh, really, really unfortunate implications for what's going to eventually happen to Bulk. Yeah, he's I just mean, gonna... he was in he was in Power Ranger Samurai, so we haven't seen well, him. Reach we've this already stage yet. seen him evolving into a monster. Like that was the entire plot of season three. <laughs> yep. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, Police Bulk is like a divergent evolution. He yeah. either turns into yeah, it's Police his Alolan Bulk or yeah, there's two set. There's you have to give him a different item to hold, and then he turns into different. Right. Yeah. If you give him like a gun, he becomes. <laughs> yep. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure a gun would still just turn him into video game bulk. <laughs> Police bulk is the skull Greymon of bulk. No, no, no. That would be that would be skull. Right. Yes. Of <laughs> course. Seriously, though, like, they can't keep calling this, like, going back in time when we can see shit like this happen. Because if they'd gone back in time, like, if they, I mean, first of all, if they'd gone back in time, the whole thing with Billy doesn't make sense anyway. But Bulk being able to transform into, back into his adult form, and then, like, transforming back into kid form, that doesn't, it, that that's not how time travel works. It's absolutely not. But I will say this, I will say this. Uh, the very brief shots of Paul Schreier playing adult bulk, and then also doing voice acting as as the brat boy, and then also directing the episode. I'm pretty sure that makes him what the kids call a triple threat. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yep. Also, another weird thing about this is that's sort of what happened in Cocker Ranger, because the yokai kid had, like, a yokai form where he was wearing, like a, like, a smaller yokai mask and stuff. And then he turned into Brat Boy, and when he turned back into a kid, he first turned into his monster form, then his human kid form. Right. That's cool. I like that they kept it a little sort of similar. That's neat. Um, But he turns back into Brat Boy after this. <laughs> so he- Well, because uh, Rita and, and Zed zap again. They're like, nope, nope, the spell's breaking. Not going to have that. Um, the The... I hate this transformation sequence because his oh, it's like the shoes appear first and like zoom out like they get way bigger than they should and then snap into place. Yeah, I don't it, like this it. This is holy shit, this is clown magic. <laughs> <laughs> 
Also, Bulk's head comes off and zooms towards the camera. I just noticed that. Yeah, it's weird. This whole thing but, is bad. But then Zed and Rita tell uh, Bratboy to destroy them. And instead, he blasts the moon palace, which is <laughs> yeah, awesome. So I love this. Um, Zed's like, Brat Boy, obey us. And he's like, dude, I'm a brat. I don't listen to anyone, dumb shit. Yes, it's in my name. Fuck you. <laughs> and he blasts the moon palace. Uh, and then they just go, oh, never mind, and turn him back into punk. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. Yeah, I like I like. And, and Rita... <laughs> Rita tells Zed, remind me never to have kids, which uh, they will fail to do. Well, this is not the they first... They will have a child. This is not the first time that she's, like, expressed a complete lack of interest in having children. Like, Zed eventually wears her down or whatever, but, like, she's not into it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, then... What happens? I forget. They, they, they Oh, the Equation Rangers come over and they're like... Strength of heart and spirit and something, and our robots Yeah, for suck. some reason, now yeah. that the monster's gone, they turn back They turn back into big lamos and they aren't fun or funny anymore. You believed in the heart of the cards, and that freed your friend. And they also say, like, you saved us with your clever tactics of not trying to murder the, per- the thing that used to be a real person. <laughs> uh... And then Sestro, the Blue Ranger, is like, also, we have to go now because we're thirsty again. Yes, it did happen that fast. Goodbye. They, they so leave. thirsty. <laughs> well, maybe if they weren't ex- exercising so much energy trying to mentally control their Zords and just piloted a Zord normally, they wouldn't, like, burn all their water meter so quickly. Yeah. Yeah, if yeah. only there were some Zords around they could pilot. Um but, so yeah, so they leave, and then uh, Billy asks Zordon to teleport them and Bulk, who I guess is unconscious, uh, back to the water park, and then they do that. And then we get, like, we just get a fucking parody of the, like, end of The Wizard of Oz, where he Bulk wakes up and is like, I had the weirdest dream, and you were there, and you were there, and you were there, and I was a monster, and you were there. So, yeah, um, it's... It's the next step in a long, long line of um, the Rangers basically gaslighting someone, especially Balkan Skull. Yeah, they they do this a lot. They like, in fact, I feel like they do it honestly in like half the episodes where whoever was affected by the monster or whatever is like, that was so crazy. And they're like, what are you talking about? That never happened. So, now, <laughs> if this was a whole thing where they had to pretend, like, the alien rangers didn't exist or, like, monsters didn't exist or whatever, this would all make sense. But, like, no, everyone knows monsters exist. Everyone knows the alien rangers are out there and defeat them. There's no reason to need to lie to these kids. Right. At least in the uh, Mighty Morphin, like... The idea is, well, if they knew that I saw it, they would know that I was a ranger or whatever, and so they have to lie about it. But in this case, there's really no reason for them to do this. Well, no, see, when they go back to the future, then uh, they don't want to have, like, this weird past knowledge of monsters. Oh, sure, they already, But they still know about monsters. They can't tell them monsters don't exist because they've seen them a billion times. <laughs> do you think when they go back to the present (laughs) oh hey hi hi emily um do you think when they go back to the present they will get 
back the old memories or will it be different butterfly effects well, so they're or? not they're not not in the present though zach we've been over this like they didn't actually time travel it makes no fucking sense it's so frustrating like the closest thing i could say is that their consciousness somehow got transported to another dimension where everything's the same except some people are younger and like i don't know like it's they're, they got transported to another dimension that's the exact same as the old one, except everything's 20 years earlier. Or right. Fi- except it's sorry, not like five really. years earlier. I, yeah. It's, it's so I'm dumb. thrown off because our present versus their present is so disparate. Right. So, but, so, but yeah, so Skull runs up. He's clearly been through some bushes and stuff. We don't have any idea what actually happened with his whole efforts. But he's just like, Bulk, Bulk, you're okay? God, you were a monster. And Bulk, who is incredibly impressionable, is just like, what? No, that was a dream I had. Yes, of course. Um, Like, what are you talking about? I dreamed that. He never really explores that concept any further. So we cut to Rito and Goldar, who are under the tunnels of the command center. And they've, they've fucked up with following the map. And they think Somehow. there should be a, Who knows? Think, Who knows what yeah. could have possibly fucked that up? They think there should be a door, but there isn't. So Rito decides to make a door. So he shoots his like fire blast at it and accidentally catches Goldar's half of the map on fire. They're just so bad at this. Yeah, so yeah, to be clear, he shoots a fireball from his sword at this metal wall. Yes. Meaning they only now have half of the map, and they are in this cavern under the uh, command center. And if I recall correctly, Mike, they are now stuck here for like 10 episodes. They're going to spend basically the rest of the miniseries wandering around down here, yeah. Well, see, according to Rito, uh, sword fire can melt steel beams. Yes, of course. I mean, he's wrong. (laughs) Jeez. Um, also, my favorite bit about this is if you look at the, the scenes that are pointing at Rito, you can clearly see what looks like a door behind him. Yeah, it's just not open. There's a, the yeah, door, like, there's a frame it, and it's clearly, it's clearly like a door. It's a Star Trek style, like space door and it's just yep. not open. Yeah. So, so here's the thing. I know Rito and Goldar are stupid. Like that's well established. They're, they're very, fucking idiots. They're very dumb. Why are these el- elaborate catacombs under the command center, though? I mean, I I, I mentioned that uh, that earlier that all you know people in this war must build their um, their catacombs. Yeah, they they must build their bases over a catacomb. I mean, here's the thing about this: like, Gold- Zordon didn't make the power coins. He didn't make the fucking um, Zords. So he just named them after himself. So why would we believe that he built the command center? Like he yes. just moved in there. Yeah. It was already there and he just moved in and took it over. So who knows what they I, were using I assume they're squatting here, actually. Like I can't imagine Zordon actually like has the lease to this place. One day it's rightful so- owners will return. Squat isn't here. <laughs> yes, thank you. I deserved that. Um, so th- there's a few things. How did Zordon get all this stuff if he was in a time warp? Because, like, he okay, we're assuming he didn't build the command center. 
didn't make the commands, didn't didn't make the power coins, didn't make the zords. We know he didn't build alpha because fucking Master Raider's grandpa done did that. Like <laughs> Zordon didn't do what, anything. What do you, why is Zordon in charge of anything? It's so crazy. How did he get here? Like I know that they established that he fought Rita for a long time and that he was a wizard and he had a body, but like once he got put in this tube how did he get any of that shit done like i really don't know but yeah so at some point we they go back to the command center and then we get the setup for and the this next- fucking fraud zordon yes yes gives them the setup for the next couple episodes basically and you have kid rocky there just super flexing in his i believe pose. you mean kid <laughs> Rocky. Yep, you got no, it. No, no, no. I think you mean we made the same joke last time. <laughs> no, I know. I'm bringing it back. It's a good joke. I'm going to do it every time somebody says it. Uh, I mean, so anyway, uh, the children. But, uh, yeah, so are the, told. the children. <laughs> the children. <laughs> and, and apparently, like, Billy even's like, hey, I'm an adult. Shouldn't I go on the dangerous mission? And Zordon's like, no. <laughs> Well, yeah, <laughs> gotta be the kids. So, um, but so they they in order to find their relevant pieces of the Zeo crystal. So here's here's a whole bunch of horseshit. They have to go on a quest through some time holes. I was gonna say, please play the "Here's a whole bunch of horseshit" uh, theme song, but that's just the theme song to this podcast. I kind of I kind of want there to be a, a separate "Here's a whole bunch of horseshit" um, theme song. Honestly, now that you've said that, uh, but yeah, and, and Billy just sort of says. So they'd be hard to find, right? That's like that's not very Billy speak of them. <laughs> well, yeah, a little bit. Like, but this so, is going to so, be hard. <laughs> the nature, the nature of the quest is these kids are going to get thrown randomly back in time, but where they end up is going to have something to do with their own lineage? Question mark. And. They're going to have to, I like, we're going to see this play out. They're going to go run into one of their ancestors. Although I'm putting air quotes around ancestors because, like, most of them just meet, like, their grandpa and then Katz is fucking insane. Um, but, like, they're, they're going to go meet some ancestor and then, like, learn a lesson from that ancestor, question mark? I think that anytime you use the phrase learn a lesson with the context of the show, there's an implicit question mark behind it. I think that's what question marks are for. Yeah, and we also should we also should we should we should go ahead and say that uh I, I think the next episode is just them going into the time hole. I don't think we see any of the actual quests until the episode Ugh, after. Going that. into the time hole is not a phrase I wanted to employ on this podcast. I yeah, I I honestly can't remember uh if if Rocky's whole thing happens uh just yet. Let me let me take a look here. Yeah, no. Okay, so next week it does, we do see Rocky's quest. So basically the the next four episodes are going to be really uncomfortable. Yeah, y'all just prepare. Um, some some are some are better than others. I would say Rocky's uh, Rocky's the first one up. It's probably the least bad. All right, um, but like we are basically going to have a, a, like and listen. Tommy's one is the most infamous one, right? On account of it has nothing to do with his actors like actual like ethnicity, yeah, ethnicity or anything. Unlike the others, but like they're all uncomfortable on some level. Oh yeah, this is it's gonna be a fun. We're getting up. 
couple episodes. Yeah, we're about to have a four-episode marathon of racial insensitivity. And listen, we've run into some racial insensitivity on this show before. Not usually stacked up like this. Yeah, not, it's <laughs> not, yeah, this this is an all-you-can-eat Saban-what-the-fuck-are-you-doing buffet. It's gonna be a bad time. Yeah. Um, and the thing that sucks is each one of the episodes uh, is gonna be bouncing back and forth between this, like, ancestor quest and then, like, the alien rangers fighting something in the present. And those bits are fun. Right, they still need to shoehorn the alien rangers in there somewhere so the title of this uh, show makes sense. Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be nuts, y'all. It's... Mm. Oh, mm, shit. Mm. I was just letting the credits roll, and I just realized that there's, like, a whole page on the credits for the Tangas. Yeah. <laughs> and I yeah, love that. Haven't been yeah, in that's this great. Episode. I'm glad that they get. I'm glad that they get proper credit. There's yeah, just so, yeah, no, so like many the, of the them. stunt people should be getting proper credit in this show. They they're half the show, but um, I mean, as far as the good parts, they're kind of all the show. But like, yeah, we didn't get any tangas this week. Nah, yeah, I'm fine with that. True. But we didn't. There were no the tangas. Don't have down. They couldn't deal with uh, the water. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna see the, them having problems dealing with water soon. Trust me. Um, but yeah, that's. I think that's basically this episode. But like, yeah, get ready for some fucking horseshit for the next month, y'all. Yeah, Whew. that's gonna be a good time. I'm looking forward to not being here. <laughs> <laughs> but the good news is, after that is Zio, so I'm still excited. And uh, yeah, it's gonna be a good time. We'll get there. We've made it through some shit in this show. <laughs> so, Lexi, what's next in the show? What do we do? Um, I, I think we should spend some time talking about how shitty the show is, which I guess we kind of covered in talking about how shitty it's going to be. Sure. Um, I'm really mad that Zordon just straight up lit- called this the Zeo Quest. Like, he just fucking slapped the advertising label right on there in-universe. If Zordon's good at anything, it's branding. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you know, uh, he taught Alpha how to do all that PR stuff, so... I mean, he literally, yeah, like, I mean, he literally reshaped the narrative around the powers that he bestowed on everyone. We talked about that. Like, yeah, he's very good at that. Yeah, actually, hey, Eric, uh, I haven't needlessly asked you to do anything yet this episode. Can you just play the speech Zordon gives, just for full context? Yeah. He's, he's, not, he's not here to respond. Like, I don't know why I was waiting for an answer. <laughs> I guess we can throw in, like, 20 seconds of the show footage. That's... That's a great thing to add into a podcast. <laughs> People seem to like that. <laughs> Listen, as long as you have a little bit, it's okay. It's not, it's, it's fine. I um, mean, they can watch, if they want to hear it, they can watch the episode. If they don't want to hear it, that's what we're for. That's true. But also there's a skip, whatever. I don't want to have this argument right now. <laughs> so, so um, normally after this, we'd, we'd do questions um zach have we gotten any because you have access to most of the things where we'd get questions that I mean, I don't. don't we still have like a huge list that we solicited back when we started this but we've never had time to ask because these things always we always had such a fucking ridiculously long horseshit starting segment on aliens with battle borks we actually yeah. don't have many right now so you should send us some uh the places you can get those to us are teens with at twitter.com Wait, wait, that's not how that works. Wow, that's <laughs> no. Teens with Tude on Twitter is what I meant to say. Um, teens with Tude at gmail.com and Teenagers with Attitude is our Facebook group. Yeah. Send us um, questions. Send us questions. Yeah, yeah send us <laughs> questions. Um, I'll probably read them. I, I'm, a little, I'm a little more discriminatory. 
scriminate with it than Zach is. Um, but I mean, yeah, just it doesn't have to be about aliens or rangers or battleborgs or any of that. Like, just anything you want to hear us talk about. It does have to be about. about mighty, though. Yeah, no, make sure it is a mighty question of some sort. I will say, folks, uh, I'm not discerning at all. Send your send your questions to at Mike Rabbit on Twitter. I'll fucking read them. I don't care. I'll give. <laughs> and, a, I don't give and a shit. Whoever is hosting, he'll just read them over Lexi slash me. He'll just do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm a loose cannon. Um. So yeah, no the the giant list of questions that I'd been going through. We finally have gotten through all the stuff that actually like there was some of that kind of overlapped with other questions. I didn't want to repeat it. So, um. There, I mean, there was one that I considered asking. I'll just bring up, which is what sci-fi property would be most improved by replacing someone with Rita Repulsa. But the answer is everything. Like, yeah, seriously, yeah, put Rita yeah. in everything because she's the great. And I mean, you could say that of all media, right? Yeah, like, I mean, even Power Rangers add a second Rita Repulsa. <laughs> 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 well, they did. It was Kimberly. Oh, yes, right. Right, 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 right. So another, like, replace Zed with yet another Rita Repulse is what I'm saying. No, Zed, Zed, adds, a, Zed adds an important dynamic, too. Plus, I really want to see Zed getting, like... Increasingly fed up with more Ritas. <laughs> I want the episode where a second Rita shows up for some reason, and they're, like, fighting with each other the whole time, like, just squabbling and whatnot, until Zed says something, and they both turn on him and, like, team up to just, like, berate Zed for the rest of the episode. Every episode, another member of the Moon crew is replaced with another Rita. Until it's oops all Ritas. Oops all Ritas. Rita Plicity. Rita <laughs> oh, man. Now I want a line of, like, the monster serials, but it's all the Moon crew. So it's, like, you know, Zed's. Okay, okay, yeah, no, let's explore this. What serial is each... Each member of the Moon Crew. Uh, Zed's is definitely like grape nuts. It's gross. You don't want to eat it's, it. Well, but it's like um, Crustios, where there's one metal um, uh, piece in Goldar every single. Grams. Goldar Grams, sure. I think Squats is just all marshmallows. Like there's no bits yeah, in there at it's all. A, yeah. It's Wait, is Baboo's just... the opposite? Is Baboo's just the cardboardy whatever? Um, yeah, but Baboo's is just like the plain alphabet. You mix them together to make a normal cereal. Exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ritos is easy. Ritos. Yeah, sure. You know? Yeah. That, that's a gimme. And they're all just like bad smelling bones. Yeah, I was going to say there has to be some sort of bone shaped piece in there. I think the bones are marshmallows. Yeah, that works. B- basically, yeah. imagine Cheerios with marshmallows in them. They've had to have made that, right? That's Probably. been a thing. Have they? It seems like such an obvious thing, but I don't think that's a thing. Finsters is just tricks. I was going to say Finsters is just like frosted shredded wheat, because I think his is just like sensible. It's just like, this is pretty good. I mean, that's all right. Let's be real. Finsters is basically grape nuts. You can't have two grape nuts, Mike. No, I want Finster. I want to see a commercial where Finster is trying to steal a bowl of tricks, and the kids have to parade oh, him that he's no, it's pole- for kids. Because he's Poleprechaun. God damn it! No, fucking hell! <laughs> no, that's not what. No, it's that. That's tricks as a rabbit, guys. Oh, sorry. Right, right. I see. I just really like the idea of like Finster appearing in the commercials for the thing and like trying to steal the cereal. And okay, I fair enough. I, I mean, that is amusing to me. Yes. Uh, what would Zed's be? That's the one we haven't really well, figured I out. Well, I said Zed's was Grape Nuts, but you just decided that, uh, oh, that I was I'm sorry. wrong. <laughs> I missed that. Did we? S- Wait, how would Zed? 
well, I was about to say, how would Zed eat grape nuts? He has no mouth, but I was like, wait a minute, how would he eat anything? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's not... <laughs> this is a problem that extends beyond grape nuts. <laughs> Zed, Zed would like uh, the ones that change the flavor of the milk, because he can sift that through his Oh, sure. Nose. It's Zed is Zed's chocolate, uh, <laughs> chocolate pebbles, cocoa pebbles. I am pebbles. going to reiterate yeah. the the joke I was trying to make, which is, they are like Crustios, where there's one jagged metal piece in every box. Yeah, of course. Because he's Zed. But it's a Zed. It's yeah. a jagged metal Zed. I gotcha. Gross. Uh, but I, yeah. I think she means Z, like the letter Z. Yes. No, no. I mean I mean Zed, like the letter Zed. Yeah. <laughs> like like Canadian Zed. Right, uh, like I said, the letter Z. Like the rest, <laughs> like every place but America, Zed. Uh, fair enough. So, yeah, I mean... That's what I'm did saying, we say, Z. Did we say... Well, I hate this. Did we do Rita? <laughs> did, yeah, she... Uh, we did. I forget what we did for her, Okay, though. great. <laughs> that was, it was a million years yeah, ago. Yeah, go back no, and the, listen. The listeners will, can it tell us. It was 10,000 years ago, Listeners, Mike. write it and tell us what we decided for Rita. thing i'll say about the what would be improved by more rita's thing uh in power rangers legacy wars my current team is uh the the show rita with an assist of the show rita and my other assist is the movie rita so my team is all three rita's so it's i like it all rita's all the time oops all rita's um that's it i got nothing okay cool um I'm going to adapt one a little bit because I don't like the I don't like the, the, the thing it's referencing particularly well. But um, uh, I guess the one other question that I've got in the back burner here that we could riff on is um, I'm going to say what cultural landmarks around the world are secretly bases for like war, but oh, like centuries long war between like wizards and evil space people. OK, you know, that fucking uh Bass Pro Shop that's a pyramid for no reason. Uh-huh. Yeah. That, that one. one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean that would ex- that would be a reason I guess for it to be a pyramid. I um, think good. I was I was going to say um Mount Rushmore. Yeah, like Zordon came down, stole Mount Rushmore. <laughs> and made that his base, rebranded everything. One day you turn around and all the heads are just Zordon heads. <laughs> no, well, no, I was actually going to say that those are actually yeah. dormant Zords, and, like, they can summon them, they'll, like, get up and, like... But, but it's the, it's just the heads, but they have little tiny robot legs attached Right, yeah, to no, them. they have to pop, they have to pop out of the, out of the base where they're embedded in, so there's not a lot of room there. Yeah. They're like, they're like Pac-Man every time he's in a cartoon. Yeah, you just got little legs and arms, and then it's just a big George Washington head. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Um, I'm trying to think of other... White Genocide Rangers. Oh, Jesus. I'm trying to think of other fun... I don't like it, Lexi. Landmarks. No, I know. It's bad. uh, It's it's very bad. I mean, like... That's white comma genocide, by the way. I feel like the, the pyramids are the obvious one, but also, like, too obvious... Yeah, no, of I don't. All the alien I, well, stuff. Also, well, also, and that's so. That's what I'm adapting it from. The original question was what uh, structures were made by aliens and not people, and that fucking okay, gotcha. that whole bit fucking sucks because it 
minimizes intentionally the fact that a bunch or not of... it implies that yeah. all these civilizations weren't capable of doing advanced architecture which is complete bullshit well yeah, yeah that whole like lost civilization thing got started when like some fucking european explorers found castles in africa and were like who could have possibly built these right, exactly yep. um i mean but i yeah. do like the idea of like ornate buildings that have stood the test of time are just from really ancient wars that were being waged Actually, you know what I love? Um, there's there was this really great bit on Futurama that kind of turned that whole thing on its head. Yeah. They find this this like planet of Egyptian themed aliens, and they're like, "Ha, see, like they they did aliens did visit ancient Egypt." And then the the leader of the aliens just went, "Yes, the the Egyptians were a powerful and wise people. They taught us many things, like building pyramids and space travel." Yeah, that's great. Yeah, but um, yeah, um, other cool structures that could be a secret base for secret wars i Anyone? i like the idea that the uh the luxor in in vegas the one that's built to resemble the pyramid is one but not the actual pyramids. really just any dumbass glass pyramid we've made in america yeah, fits yeah all those yeah okay all those um cool Okay, that's that's all I got. Anyone else got anything? I don't really have anything. Emily, you got any no. questions? Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a great episode. Uh, no, I don't yeah. think I do. <laughs> she does not have questions. How's everybody doing? That's my question. Okay. Bad. We're we're floundering. <laughs> yeah, we need to end this. We're, we're hopefully gonna wrap this it's up. Emily, poorly. I love you. Mike loves you. He uh, said so on air. Okay, since nobody has anything else to add for the show, um, does anyone have anything they'd like to plug specifically? Uh, yeah, so again, at Mike Loves Rabbit on Twitter. Uh, we're going to be doing Silver Pines every Saturday night. That we Well, most Saturday nights anyway, whenever we can, on the Audio Entropy uh, YouTube channel, bit.ly slash Silver Pines. Uh, also, uh, is, this, is this episode going to go up before or after the Let's Plays panel at the PAX? I don't remember uh, when that happens. It'll be before. Yeah, probably. It'll before. be before. Yeah, PAX West. There is a Let's Plays panel. Um, probably should look up the exact date and time, it but like it's going to be there. It is on Sunday at I believe six p.m. in the Sandworm. Which Sunday? There are a lot of those. The Sunday. That well, there's only PAX one Sunday at PAX on. West. It's yeah, September yeah. yeah. second. Oh, right. I mean, definitely double check, but like, definitely be there. If you're going to be in PAX West, look for the Let's Plays panel. Yeah, I will. It'll I will, be the single most important thing that will ever happen to you. Yeah, I will be there in the audience so you can hang out with me. Yeah. Dang. I know. I, I won't be there. I won't be able to hang out with Lexi. I can't make it this time, but that'll be cool. Yeah, it should be a, it should be a good time. Um. Oh, I guess yeah. I will. I guess I will for Luke plug this. Um. I mean, by the time you hear this, it's going to be a couple of weeks, so we'll be deep into it, hopefully. But um, in anticipation of that panel, he's doing a bit of a Let's Place Blitz. They're trying to crank out as many episodes as possible. Um, we just recorded one yeah. last night about Pokemon, and I'm guessing there's going to be uh, quite a few more that have released between then and now. So Yeah, basically to celebrate... Like, it's kind of a throwback to the way Let's Plays was originally done when Luke had a lot more free time and they just fucking recorded a million episodes of Let's Plays because he legitimately had nothing better to do. Uh, and, like, just we're just doing that again. Just fucking shotgunning some Let's Plays. Let's go. So if you like Let's Plays, 
Catch up on Let's Place. There you go. And if you don't like Let's Place, also catch up on Let's Place. That, Listen that to it anyway. Is, we don't yeah. care about your whims. Just do it. Yeah, you better fucking do it. We've got your children. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> hold on. No, that's Mike. No, this, oh, that, I, okay, I, I don't know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. I don't have children. That's right. You currently don't because we have them. <laughs> you, better, you better get them back. Oh, God. Michael. Uh, I, I need to end this quickly. Cassie, as the guest, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, I'm on Twitter at definitely exists. Okay, yeah, follow her. She's she's great. Oh, uh, I don't Zach, have anything. anything? Okay. Listen to this show. Do it. <laughs> I think they've already nailed that one. Tell your um, tell your friends about it. If you skipped to the end of this episode and are just here for the plugs. Please listen to the rest of the show. Yes, yeah, go do ba- that. Go back. Uh, despite all appearances, it's actually a good time. Who would do that? <laughs> um, just go for the plugs. So, no one does uh, that. yeah, just go to dot It's where all our it's where all our stuff is. Um, you can find links to pretty much everything we do there in some form or another. Um, we got some video content. We got some. Uh, we got tons of podcasts. Uh, and uh, if you if you like what we do and you want to help us support our support our website, um. Go ahead and click on that donate link and uh, send us a few bucks. Even even just a couple of bucks helps. Yeah, it very specifically goes toward hosting the site. Yeah, no, yeah, that's so. yeah, that's it. We are yeah. not a for profit organization in any way. Nope. But uh, yeah, I think that's gonna do it. I didn't give a sign off order again, so you guys are gonna have to wing it. Oh boy. For aliens of Battleborg, I've been Lexi. I've been Zach. I have been Mike. And I've been Cassandra. Stay wet, y'all. Uh, I still don't like it. <laughs> splash, splash, I was taking a bath. I don't know, it's Saturday night. But Zordon, I'm the only one that's regained my age. I think I should go. No, Billy. The crystal pieces will only respond to those still affected by the time warp. You must remain here to guide them in their moment of greatest need. Tommy, Aisha, Rocky, Adam, and Catherine, your journey is very dangerous and the outcome uncertain. Will you accept this challenge? Good. Then let the Zeo quest begin. <laughs>